Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to Prolific Fire. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. Let me pray over this message tonight. Father God, I thank you, God, for joining us here tonight, God, to hear this message, God. It's a privilege and an honor to always sit before your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I pray that everybody, God, that you want to receive this word, we receive it the way that you Want them to receive it on tonight, God, and so, so that your name may get the glory. Sit me down, God, and use me mightily, Lord God, to your benefit on tonight. To God be the glory. Amen. Once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Give me just a minute. Okay, let's get right into the word of the Lord on tonight. 
the foundational text comes from Genesis chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. This Genesis chapter 3, 9 through 11. I'm going to read it from the NIV. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Again, that's Genesis 3, verses 9 through 11 from the NIV. Notice, God didn't ask Adam how he knew he was naked, but he said, who told you you were naked? Beloved, God is coming for that person who is always in your ear telling you stuff, pulling you away from him. God is coming for that person who is always in your ear telling you stuff, pulling you away from him. In this case, it all started with a conversation Eve had with the serpent. Let's look at Genesis 3, 1 through 6 from the NIV. Genesis 3, 1 through 6 from the NIV. Did God really say, this is the serpent talking to Eve, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say we must not eat fruit from the that is in the that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. The serpent didn't the serpent didn't do anything physical to Eve. Notice from the text that the serpent didn't do anything physical, physically to Eve to force her into eating the fruit. He didn't force her to eat the forbidden fruit. He didn't do anything physical to her. Physically, he didn't touch her. He didn't do anything to her to make her eat the forbidden fruit. Instead, what he did was he played with her head. He played with her head. He put enough doubt in her head until the scales fell off her eyes and she could see for herself how good the fruit looked. And she made the decision based on how it looked to eat. She made the decision based on how it looked to eat it and share some with her husband. Beloved, doubt can be a dangerous thing. Beloved, do you hear me? That's all that that's all the serpent did. He put doubt in her head. And I'm telling you tonight that doubt can be a dangerous thing. When you know what God told you, doubt can be a dangerous thing. When you know when you know that you know that you know what God told you. And then you turn around and do the opposite of that. That can be a dangerous thing. Somebody right now, you're running from what you know God told you. You're running from what God told you. 
you got your eyes on something else. Therefore, sometimes God will put scales on on our eyes to keep us from seeing what he knows we don't need to see. Sometimes God will just go ahead and put scales on our eyes to keep us from seeing what he knows we don't need to see. And when you think about the test, go back and read Genesis 3 and 4. Their eyes came open when they sinned. God has scales on their, a scale over their eyes. He didn't want them to know all of that. Somebody, you're knowing too much. Eve wasn't hungry. She was not hungry. She didn't need to eat that fruit. And she didn't need to eat it to be like God. And she didn't need to eat it to be like God. She was already like God, made in his image, according to Genesis 1, verse 27 from the NIV. You got to watch the devil, people. He would be tricking you with something that you already had, telling her that she, she'll be like God if she, if she eat the fruit. She was already like him. The serpent represents the devil. And she was already like God. She didn't need to eat the fruit. And she was not hungry. But she was lusting. But seeing how good it looked created an appetite in her, an appetite that was not of God. Seeing how good that fruit looked created an appetite in her, an appetite that was not of God. Remember, the Bible says that we are drawn away by our own lustful desires. James 1 and 14. Seeing that fruit and how good it looked caused Eve to lust, as I just said. It caused Eve to lust, to desire it. What is it that you have developed an ungodly appetite for? What is it that you have developed an ungodly appetite for? What is it? That you have your eyes on. Did God tell you that it was okay to look? Did God tell you that it was okay to look at that? To look at them? To look at whatever it is? Did God tell you that it was okay to partake? That it was okay for you to have any parts of that thing? Did he tell you that? Oh, beloved, you were running a good race. The Bible says, who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth. You were running a good race. Who was it? Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Galatians 5 and 7 from the NIV. Who told you that? That's the name of tonight's message. Who told you that? Tonight's message. Now I understand why the Bible says if your hand or your foot causes you to stumble and sin, cut it off and throw it away, throw it away from you. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into everlasting fire. If your eye causes you to stumble and sin, pluck it out and throw it away. Throw it away from you That is remove yourself From the source of temptation It is better It is better For you to enter life With only one eye Than to have two eyes And be thrown into the fire Into the fiery 
Hill. That's Matthew 18, verses 8 and 9 from the AMPC. Beloved, even if you are the person, hear me, even if, even if you are the person coming between you and God because of your hand, because of your foot or your eye, God will come for you. He will come for you. He will deal with you. God will come for you, and that part of you will be tested. God will come for you, and that part of you will be tested. That part of you will be dealt with. So it's best for you to remove yourself from the source of temptation. Trust me, you don't want God to do it. It's best that you remove yourself from the source of temptation. You do not want God to do it. You don't want God to have to deal with it. In the next few verses I'm about to read, check out how God dealt with the serpent. I want you to check out, as I read it, I want you to check out how God dealt with the serpent. How God came for the serpent when he had been in Eve's ear telling her stuff. Stuff that ended up pulling her away from him, pulling him, pulling her away from God. He got dealt with first. Genesis 3, verses 8 through 15, NIV. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. That was his excuse. Then the Lord, said, the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. That was her excuse. So the Lord God said to the servant, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And here I want you to notice that the the serpent didn't have no kind of excuse. He just took it. He didn't say nothing. And I will put an, an enemy between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers and between between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you will strike her strike his heel. Notice, okay, I want you to notice how God spoke to the man first. I want you to notice how God spoke to the man first to see what his excuse would be. What excuse he would make. And he put it on the woman. Then he spoke to the woman and heard what she had to say. And she put it on the serpent. But notice, oh, I want you to notice because you know I like to make you think about something. Hopefully, if I make you think. But I want you to notice how the serpent didn't have anything to say when God got to him. When God got a hold of him, he didn't have nothing to say. But yet, he had everything to say when he was talking to Eve, playing little, little pieces of doubt in her head. And that's how the devil does with you. He has plenty to say when he's messing with your head. But but the minute you you begin to talk back to him, talk the word of God to him, the word of God is God. So when you talk the word of God back to him, he don't have nothing to say. 
He can't say nothing to the truth. All he know is lies. And if he knows some truth, he got some lies mixed in there with it. So it's the same thing. But but yet he had everything to say when he was talking to Eve. He didn't have nothing to say when God got a hold of him. But yet he had everything to say when he was playing little pieces of doubt in Eve's head. And since he had been the one in Eve's ear, God said to the serpent, because you have done this, curse are you above all livestock, above all wild animals? You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. God handed the serpent his punishment first because he was the one in her ear. He the one started it all. If he hadn't been talking at her, she never would have paid attention to the fruit. He planted the doubt in her head to get her to pay attention to the fruit. So God handed him his punishment first. Followed followed by Eve's and then Adam's punishment. Because, why? Because God don't play about his. If you're there with somebody tonight, I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them, God don't play about me. God don't play about his. Father God, thank you for exposing the serpent, revealing to us that we can't trust anyone, that we can't trust anyone who will easily play on our heads, play on our minds, play with our heads, play with our minds. We can't trust anyone who will deliberately sow pieces of doubt in our heads, telling us that we can be like God if we, and and us not know that we already like you. So now that we have identified the who that told us whatever was said, We repent for listening. We repent for listening, for believing, for falling prey to the enemy's trap. We ask you to heal us, Father, deliver us, Father, and to keep us. In Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus over ourselves, over our minds, over our ears, and over our mouths. That we won't not let anything go in to our heads, come into our ears. And come out of our mouths that are not that is not like you. That is not like you, Father God. That is not like you, Jesus. That is not like you, Holy Spirit. Then again, Father, tonight we ask that you save the unsaved, that you draw them with your love and your kindness. In Jesus' name, Amen. This concludes tonight's message. I pray that you are blessed in whatever way. The Lord wants you to be blessed on tonight. I pray that you take this word in. And if you need to listen to it again, the replay will be available right here on blogtalkradio.com slash prolific fire. will be on demand. Or you can listen back to it on Facebook, on Twitter. You can go to the podcast. I'll put that information up on Instagram. Also, I just discovered that you can put a link up in the story on Instagram. So if you're listening to my sound of my voice and you normally follow me on Instagram, go to the Instagram story. I'm going to put the link of how to get back and listen to this up in the Instagram story. As I said, this concludes the message for tonight. If you have a prayer request, be sure to send it in to the website, prolificfire.com. It's a spot on there where you can... Send in your prayer request, and I will get back to you via email as soon as possible. I'm still thinking about the one-on-one, opening it back up. If you want me to do that, email me and let me know that as well because I'm thinking about it. I might. 
Or if you if you like the email, just email. Tell me that as well. Which one works better for you? You can sow on the website as well if you desire to do so. If this word blessed you and you want to sow into it, you can do that by, right there on the website with your credit card or debit card or whatever. Or you can use the ministry's cash app. It's a dollar symbol and the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. The P in Prolific is capital. The L in Fire is capital. Written all together, Prolific Fire. Or you can go to paypal.me slash Prolific Fire and so. And may the Lord bless all of all of you that have been sown thirty six and hundredfold. May He bless it back to you according to your faith, be it unto you. Matthew nine twenty nine. Be sure to join my sister in ministry, Prophets Pay for Faith on the Line. We Prophets Pay is a time of prayer and encouragement. Friday night, eight Eastern, seven Central, five Pacific, by calling the same number. The same number that some of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. That's 347-426-3782. Again, Faith on the Line begins Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire, same nighttime and place for another word from the Lord. Until then, everybody, have an awesome night in the Lord. Be blessed. I'm out. Hang up manually if you need to. I have to do something else before I just completely close out. You want to know what I'm doing? I'm taking a picture of this link so I can, this short link so that I can post it on social media for you. There you go. Now I can close out. I'm out, everybody. Thank you.